You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. Well, howdy, my bride chiller and groom chiller friends. Alicia here. Welcome to the Bride Chiller Podcast, the wedding planning podcast that will hopefully, hopefully, very professional, help save your sanity and also entertain you a little bit because, gee whiz, sometimes things can get stressful and you get a bit freaked out and you feel like it's a bit overwhelming. So it's nice to just tune in, chill out, have a laugh, and hopefully remove some of the pressure and stress that we place upon ourselves and others place upon us. Very excited to have uh, two partners this week presenting the Bride Chiller podcast. Zola.com are my new favorite registry, not just because they're paying me, but also I've been asking questions on the Bride Chiller community about people using Zola as their registries because like, I like to get to know what's going on. I don't promote anything without trying it, but because I'm not getting married, right? Spoiler alert, I don't actually have the capacity. Well, I mean, I actually, that's a lie. I could just make a registry and just send it out and see if people will buy me gifts just because. That could be a good experiment. Maybe I'll do that next week. Zola is a fantastic wedding registry. If you've never heard of it, it's fun. It's free. Do you like that? Free and very easy to use where basically you can use Zola to get anything you want, anything that your heart desires as a gift for your wedding. If you want cash, they can do that. They're not going to give you the cash. You've got to arrange for people to bring you the cash. It's not Zola giving you the cash. But if you would like to receive cash and you're feeling a bit orcs about it, you don't really know what to do, you can create experiences or listings. For example, say you need a new couch. You're like, listen, I don't need any more kitchen accessories, but we really want to sit our bum buns down on a lovely new couch for a wedding present. Great. You can list the couch. People can pay off in increments. They do group gifting and uh, you can get what you want. Perhaps you'd like some money for your honeymoon. Great. They can do that too. You can create experiences so people can go, we'd like to gift Jeremy and Aaron a lovely dinner in Fiji. Fantastic. You can do that all via Zola. And also they have over 50,000 gifts and experiences that uh, you you can ask people to contribute to. The other very tidy thing is that Zola has a free suite of wedding planning tools that you can use incorporating uh, your registry, wedding websites, and also I think this is very good, a guest list manager where you can cooperate. Is that the right word? You can bring all your information together so you know who has purchased what for you and it also makes things so much easier for your thank you notes. I hope you're preparing your thank you notes in advance because, damn, it can be annoying. After you're like, listen, I've checked out of this wedding planning stuff. I don't want to do the thank you notes. You have to do the thank you notes. Zola is offering a very special treat to our bride chiller listeners. All you need to do is go to zola.com slash bride chiller and uh, you can use Zola as your registry and they will give you $50. 50 towards anything you want in their store and they carry everything as I've already said again that is zola.com slash bradchilla take advantage of these deals guys I'm getting the deals I'm bringing you the deals use the deals today's episode I'm very excited about I'm going to bring you just by the way we have another sponsor gosh I love sponsors we have another sponsor coming up later in the show hello fresh Hello, Fresh. Uh, And I'm going to tell you more about them later in the program. So be prepared. 
for that announcement. It's very exciting. It's also another great deal. You can just combo all the deals I'm bringing you and have a celebration. Today's episode, I think it's quite fun. The topic of this episode could not be any more bride chiller if it tried. And I have a very big thank you to Tom Barton, who is a member of the Bride Chiller community, who shared a post this week and uh, it really made me laugh. It's a Reddit post called The Fuck It Bucket. And immediately, obviously, I clicked on it because I'm like, The Fuck It Bucket? That sounds like something I would come up with. It's very bride chiller and very appropriate for what I've been doing lately. I have just like literally this afternoon, locked off. Well, I say locked off. I'm probably going to have to go back and fix things when the sub-editor has a crack at it. Locked off my book. All 75,000 words of it. Gosh, I hope you guys find it of worth and value and interesting because fucking hell, it took a long time. But it's just a lovely coincidence that I had written something uh, which I'm now going to retitle because I think the fuck it bucket's much better. But it's looking at... What are some of the things that we worry about, some of the things that we are advised that we should worry about, and really they have no meaning or consequence to your day? So many things came to mind. And then I went I went to click on that link, thanks Tom, and I got a bunch more and I had to go back to my keyboard and keep writing. Just when I thought I'd finished the goddamn book. I was inspired, which is not a bad thing. So today I wanted to share with you some of my favorite things from the Fuck It Bucket list on Reddit and also things that I've thought about. Now, just to explain, if you're like, what is she talking about, Fuck It Bucket? What the fuck is she the Fuck It Bucket? And how many times is she going to say Fuck It Bucket? First rhetorical answer is the Fuck It Bucket is basically all the things you're like, ah, oh, fuck it, put it in the bucket. I don't care. I'm sick of it. I can't go on anymore and worry about this stupid thing. And uh, how many times am I going to say fuck a bucket? Lots. Because I enjoy saying it. And it's like a vocal exercise. Fuck a bucket, 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 fuck a bucket. That's hard to do. Practice it at home. If you're in a quiet space, have a crack at it. People think you're insane. Oh, gosh, I like talking to you guys and gals. Number one. On the fucker bucket, I'm not going to go through numbers. I'm just going to say some things. Here's one thing I think that you can just chuck straight in that bucket. And this is controversial, but go with me. Rehearsal dinners. Coming from a society and a culture, Australia, if you didn't know, that does not do a rehearsal dinner, does not do a meetup the night before. When I realized, when I started getting into this industry and learning more about the biz and uh, talking to bride chillers all over the world, I was actually shocked to see that so many Americans, especially, this does, this is not done in England, this is not done in Australia. I don't know where you're from. Let me know if you also do not do rehearsal dinners as a tradition. Just the amount of money and time that goes into planning the rehearsal dinner. So it's like a whole nother wedding. So when I first heard about this, I'm like, what the hell is going on? How do people afford to do this? It's a lot of extra time and resources. And also, when you are one night, like literally 14 hours away from your wedding day, and you have to sit with all these people, and I'm not saying it's bad, it can be a lovely night. But the, the time where, yeah, okay, in theory, and the wedding magazines and all the other people will go, it's a time to relax, just have a great time, have a drink, have a little meal and go back to your hotel and relax. And in reality, I don't give a shit who 
is telling you this information. In reality, I want to say you're going to be calm and you will be because you're a chiller. But in reality, you might be a little bit nervous. You might be thinking about the 17 things on the list, which hopefully you're just going to chuck in the fucking bucket because you're just like, oh, it's too late, forget it, it's over. But these are the times that I feel like it's good to just have a moment, retool, focus, relax. And I don't know if having dinner with Aunt Nancy, who's probably great, I love you, Nancy, but I don't know if that is necessarily the calmest thing to do before your wedding. Just saying. Anyway, I enjoyed, I wasn't getting married, but at Belinda and Luke, my cousin's wedding in Hawaii. I always talk about this because it's the only American wedding I've been to. It's my only point of reference. I don't want you to think I've only ever been to one wedding. Been to lots of weddings. But I want to connect with you Americans. I really want to connect with you. I want to make sure we're on the same page. We're on the same wavelength. We all know what's going on. When I went to their wedding, I really enjoyed the rehearsal dinner, but it wasn't my wedding. I didn't have to go to bed and think about it. And I remember Belinda saying, great, great party, but she went home and went, oh, fuck. Got to go to bed, got to go to bed, got to sleep, got to sleep, got to sleep, got to sleep, got to get, get it all going. And really, she was like nervous, worried she'd forgotten something, felt like she'd had a whole night of eating with people when she could have been just freaking out quietly in the hotel room. Just what I'm saying. Rehearsal dinner. I don't think it's a bad thing to ditch it or at least tone it down. Have rehearsal drinks, have a cocktail party or have some hors d'oeuvres. Fuck off home. Go home. Enjoy yourself. Now, if you feel strongly against what I just said, please write to me and explain a bit more about the rehearsal dinner. Let's have a discussion about it on the Bride Chiller community. I love our discussions so much. If you're not a member of the Bride Chiller community, jump on board. It's a private Facebook group. And what I love is that you can say whatever you want there and no one else outside of the group sees it. So if you want to bitch about someone, you can do it. Don't just go there to bitch, but you can. I'm fine with that. I want to talk also as an extension of the rehearsal dinner, looking at the obligation that some people feel to do the day after event. I actually think the day after event can be great, but it can also feel like an extra production. What used to be just, let's meet for a cup of coffee and a brunch, has turned into, let's plan a third wedding. And I sometimes feel like people need to, well, feel obliged to create this extra production. When really, the a day after brunch, lunch, barbecue, drinks, whatever you want to call it, chill out party, come down party, we're not on ecstasy, I don't know what I'm talking about. But the day after party can be a really nice way to actually get some one-on-one time with people you might not have had time to see the night before and it can be great to just go to a central location bring some food and have a relaxing time but a lot of people feel obliged to make this a big hullabaloo which is great if you've got the time and money but a lot of people don't so be kind to yourselves when it comes to organizing these events potentially this is a great event a lot of people write to me instead of say, I don't have a job to give my mother-in-law. Or I don't have a job to do this. Can someone, this is the perfect job. If you want to pass off this event to someone else, I say, send it to the mother-in-law and say, would you like to host, make her feel special or father-in-law or sister-in-law? I don't know. Would you like to host our day after brunch? Would you like to pay for that for me? That'd be great. I think also if you have traveled a long way to go to a destination wedding, if your guests have as well, it's very nice to do that. To go back to Belinda's wedding, 
we had a really great after party day where because they got married in Hawaii the hotel that my auntie and auntie Anne, they were staying in a hotel that had a pool and a barbecue area so we all just gathered at the barbecue area auntie Anne and uncle paul put on some snags on the barbie that's some sausages on the barbecue and uh, we used all the leftover alcohol from the day before the night before and I think they put on some cakes and bits and pieces. It wasn't, I mean, it was great, but I don't think it was a hugely extravagant affair. And we all just turned up a little bit hungover and then had a swim, said goodbye, went home. It was great, but very simple, low key. And in contrast, I have been to a fantastically surprising after-party brunch uh, with our lovely friends Heather and Kate, this is a few years ago, who got married. And I want to say, I hope they get married legally when Australia fucking passes same-sex marriages in the next couple of months, because goddamn, this has got to happen. We went to their commitment ceremony, uh, and I cried heavily. I really got upset at that wedding with... Like I was crying with joy, but also upset that they weren't allowed to really celebrate legally their marriage. And there was uh, the celebrant who who did the what am I trying to say? Who did the ceremony? Sort of made this comment um, about how fucked it is, and it really upset me because I just feel like everyone should have the opportunity to get married and share their love. And at the moment in Australia, it's not political. But my point was the day after the wedding. <laughs> Kate said, she's, this is in Tasmania, in Australia, Kate said, come around to my parents' house. We're having a little barbecue in the afternoon. And we walked in to Kate's parents' backyard, expecting, I'm in like jeans and a t-shirt, expecting it to be just a couple, literally a couple of snags on the barbie. Really having a nice time. Bread rolls, snags, get amongst it. And we walked into the backyard. There was a freaking marquee. It was like another world. It was delightful. There were the best tasting cupcakes there I'd ever eaten. I don't know where they got them from. They were like cupcake crack. And I will forever remember that moment of sheer surprise. And it was literally like going to another wedding. Well done you, Heather and Kate. And I look forward to attending your next legal wedding in Australia. They also have two kids now. I mean, for God's sake, Australia. Also, side note, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Australia is one of the only Western countries to have not legally confirmed, have not passed in Parliament, same-sex marriage. We are going to a thing called a plebiscite. Don't turn off here. This is important. If you're like, plebiscite sounds boring. It's basically a non-legally binding referendum. It's a postal vote that's going out to Australian citizens who are supposed to say if they are for or against same-sex marriage. And then the parliament might decide to do something about it. So if you know anyone, if you are an Australian listening, if you are in touch with anyone in Australia who you think may not be open to gay marriage, to same-sex marriage, but maybe if you have a chat with them, they might change their minds. Can you just have that chat? Because I'm getting a little... Well, I'm, I'm sad and embarrassed that Australia hasn't got their shit together to make this happen. Very disappointing. Okay, change the subject, Alicia. Getting a bit angry, getting a bit angry. But that's right, we can't be just silent in our beliefs, but it's not what we're all here for to hear me get angry. Okay. <laughs> Fuck it, bucket. Photo booth. Controversial again. 
I do love photo booths, but also they can be massive duds. You need to think about the photo booth placement. Do we need any more to have silly hats and moustaches? Are they in? Are they out? Are they gone? Do we have props? Is it just somewhere that you can set an iPhone up, making sure it's got good lighting and a background? It really depends on your event, but I don't necessarily think that you need to have one. I've been to lots of weddings that haven't included photo booths and we've still got lots of amazing photographs and dicked around and had a good time. I think if you are at the edge of your sanity and you're like, I just cannot go to a dollar store and look for novelty items for my friends to hold up and pretend they're holding a big dick or they're putting it on their head or whatever, uh, you maybe just give it a miss. Chuck it in the fucking bucket. No one's going to care, really. Here's another one I think we're over, and that is gift bags. Stop it. We don't need them. It's not the Oscars. Gift bags are something, I mean, great, but half the shit that people put in them, no one wants a bottle of water and two tabs of paracetamol or Panadol. No. It's a lovely thought, but then really you just end up with this bag, and you're like, oh, what the fuck do I do with this bag? Just put it in the fucking bucket. That's where I'm putting the bag. The end. (laughs) It's just an added expense. It's very glamorous for some people. If you are, if you have enough time on your hand, hands, if you've got two hands, if you've got one, also fine, that you can go shopping for a bag, put all the stuff in the bag, you can budget for the bag, good, but no one's going to miss it. Hotel blocks. Here's something that I feel like At this stage, hotel blocks are great if you are traveling overseas, if you have family and friends going the distance, if you are in a place that books out very quickly, if you're concerned that people can't use the internet to book their own accommodation, then I would suggest you focus on connecting with good companies that help arrange hotel blocks. Otherwise, get it off the list. Don't worry about it and just look after yourselves and give people enough time and information so they can go and book their own hotels and also hotel blocking can be stressful sometimes again not all the time and if you do need hotel rooms blocked may I suggest you use the free service of wherewillthestay.com they are friends of the podcast they do amazing work they will help you for free you haven't got to dick around and do it yourself and they're good people I would say highly suggest if you're considering room blocking and you don't want to put it in the fuck it bucket list, wherewillthestay.com are the people to chat to. One of my favorite things to rag on are gifts, bridal party gifts, parents' gifts, fucking gifts for the driver that drove you to the venue. I mean, we seem a little bit obsessed with giving people gifts. Now, I love gifts. I love receiving gifts. I love giving gifts. But at the moment, we are going through a gift-giving renaissance. And the renaissance needs to end because constantly on the Bride Chiller community, people are like, I don't know what to give this person as a gift. I feel stressed about having to find a gift. I haven't got time to think about a gift. Do I need to give them a gift? How much should I spend on the gift? When should I give them the gift? Do I need to give them a gift to say, would you be in my bridal party? Do I need to give them a gift to say, well done for organizing? No, stop it. Stop with the gifts. We need to stop. Stresses me out, man. We just don't need to be giving so much gifts, so many gifts. Correct grammar. It really stresses me out. And again, it's like the gift bag. Thought is lovely, but no one's going to judge you or think any less of you if you don't give them 
a special wine bottle with a bloody personalised label that says, will you be my bridesmaid? And another special box of perfume to say, thank you for being my bridesmaid. I think a card or something handwritten and delightful is perfect and much more personalised and thoughtful, especially if you're on a budget. I am on my high horse today. This is the fuck it bucket episode. And uh, God, I've got heaps more on my list. I hope you're enjoying this. I'm not angry. (laughs) I just want you to know I'm not angry. I just think there's a lot of stuff that we feel obliged to buy, give and do because Pinterest, wedding magazines and other forums that shall be not named, shall be not named, shall not be named, say. And that's just not our scene. It's not the bride chiller scene. Again, I'm not judging. If you've got all these things on your list, congratulations and well done you. But I just want to say, if you don't, everything's going to be okay. There will be more of the fuck it bucket list and lots of other information and probably me ranting a little bit more and getting excited and saying fuck it bucket for the 18th time after this. Bridechillers, time management is one of the, well, I think most challenging part of planning a wedding. And I know that when Rich and I get busy, the one thing that does suffer is our diet. We really like cooking. We really enjoy cooking, but I loathe the supermarket more than so many things on this fuck it bucket list. Our partners this week, HelloFresh, they like to think of themselves as farm to box company, but I actually like this better. They're a couch to kitchen company. They get you off the couch cooking good stuff. If you've never used HelloFresh before, it's so super easy. It is a meal kit delivery service that actually makes cooking fun. I'm not, this is not just me saying this. We genuinely enjoyed whacking together the stuff because I didn't have to think, but I still felt creative and I still felt very smug that we'd created this meal without actually using prepackaged stuff. Each week, HelloFresh creates new recipes with step-by-step instructions designed to take no more than 30 minutes, got no more time, and they include the freshest ingredients and they are measured exactly to the right quantity so you don't need any extra stuff and there's also no waste. You just put it all in there. And the best thing is it works out to less than $10 a meal, 10 bucks. Winner, winner, chicken dinner or another dinner. We don't know what you're going to get. There's lots of different variety. (laughs) They should make that a new thing. Win and win a chicken dinner or another dinner, depending on what we send you. <laughs> Very excited to be sharing this uh, amazing deal. We have a promo code for you. Visit HelloFresh.com for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh and enter the promo code BRIDECHILLER30. That's 30 bucks off. That's three meals for freezies. BRIDECHILLER30. And let me just say, I want to thank people that support my sponsors because I can't make this show without them. I genuinely cannot. I have a full-time job and I come home and I make this, I slave away. No, I really love making this show and I'm very appreciative that companies are coming on board and supporting uh, what I do and the message that we're spreading. So thank you to all of the bride chillers and groom chillers out there who are jumping on board and using these codes. Also, they're just good deals. Delighted. Radio, we need to jump back into the fuck it bucket list. Pronto. All the things that you just say, fuck it, put it in the bucket. I envisage, right, I was thinking about what the bucket looks like. 
It's either, this is a bit of a nerdy Game of Thrones reference, it's either like the moon window that you just push people down and it goes into the abyss, or it's a fire bucket, or it's a bucket just full of sand that things just slowly, like the quicksand out of Labyrinth, just slowly sink and die. Some very positive imagery there from myself. If you have a suggestion for an episode topic that you would like covered in this year podcast, all you need to do is visit thebridechiller.com or tag me in a post in the Bride Chiller community. I try and read all posts genuinely. Sometimes I miss some. So if you tag me, I'll definitely see. And uh, if you have a question you'd like me to answer, you can leave it there. Or again, send me an email via the link on the website. You can attach an MP3 or an MP4 if you want to send me a video. I'm not against that. And uh, I will hope to use it in an upcoming Q&A episode of the show, which I'm going to do lots more of because I got a little wrap up, a wrap up on the knuckles, can't speak. And uh, I, was, I should have been doing more Q&As. There it is. Okay, fuck it, bucket. Here's some more that I would like to suggest. The guest book. Now, a lot of people spend a lot of time thinking about the guest book. I want you to do a little exercise this week and ask your recently married friends how many times they have gone to that guest book and looked at it since they got married. Now, I'm not saying they're going to sit and read the guest book like psychos every night. That would be weird. And there are some really fun, novel ways of presenting a guest book that just isn't a crappy book that you're going to chuck in a box and forget about and one day take to the dump and then go, what was in that box? Oh, it's our wedding guest book. It's gone now forever. That's not necessarily the only way that you can collect great advice and tips. And guest books can be little bits of paper that you can stick things. It can be a time machine, not a time machine, what's that fucking called when you put it under the ground, a time capsule and you hope that your marriage lasts long enough to open the time capsule and if it doesn't, you can read it with a bottle of wine, feeling angry for whatever problems that may have occurred. Guest books to me are annoying to write in as a guest. I'm like, oh fuck, i got to write something else. I'm drunk. I haven't got time to think of something witty and funny. Or they can be a little bit worthy. I don't know. Is this mean? Again, no judgment. If you've got a guest book, great. I just feel like if it's a problem or you feel stressed about having to find a guest book or find something to write on or write in, just forget it. Chuck it in the fucker bucket. Move on with your lives. Or just print a bunch of cool cards or buy them off Etsy even better. Save the time. Chuck them on a bit of table and then figure out what to do with them later. Put them in a drawer. Forget about them forever. Reception games. Okay, here's one I really like, and there's lots I don't like, and I think they waste time. I'm so mean today. (laughs) The shoe game is really fun. It's a bit hammy, but I've been to a couple of weddings now, and I've seen clips of people doing it. It's great. It's silly. It feels a little bit high school, but it really does work, especially if you've got someone sort of hosting it and asking questions and taking the piss a little bit, as we would say, uh, in England and Australia. That is, the shoe game is where you get the couple, they sit back to back, they each hold up a shoe uh, when they're asked a question that might be controversial. 
uh, you know, they have to uh, hold up a shoe for which answer is which. I'm not explaining this very well. Google it. I'm not going to be bothering telling you all the rules of the game. It seems silly. It's a quite a fun way for the couple to say, hey, we don't know each other, or hey, we, he doesn't take out the rubbish. Cliche, cliche, cliche. But it can be quite fun. There are lots of other reception games. I'm just like, why are we playing them at a wedding? We should just be all drinking and talking and dancing. So I feel like sometimes people feel the need to fill the reception with activities. When we're all adults, really, it... it it can run itself in the sense if you've got an MC or someone, a DJ or someone guiding the evening slash afternoon slash day slash night, and you just get get through the speeches and all that sort of stuff, and then you just have a party, have a good time. So really just don't feel the need to overload it with stuff to do. I feel like we're all adults. We know what a wedding is. We know how to look after ourselves. It's totally cool. Okay. Something that I think is... A little bit old school um, is the send-off. I don't know if many people do this anymore. It's one of those things that I always feel a bit naff and uncomfortable doing as a guest. The send-off is one of those things that also a lot of old people love to do. I think it's because it's from their time. And it can be quite quaint, but also it's a weird way to end a party. If you don't know what I'm talking about, sometimes it's when the couple, all the guests line up, in a two lines and then they put their hands up like they're in primary school or in play school and they put their hands up and then the guests they create like a tube or a tunnel with their hands and then the couple run through the tunnel <laughs> why i have fucking no idea why they do this and they're like bye go and have sex now or don't as most of us don't bye thanks for coming to the wedding or sometimes it's a big circle and they go around and say goodbye to everyone i don't know I'm a I'm a dark-hearted, cynical old bag. So this stuff to me, I don't really care for. If you're a warm-hearted, spirited, caring soul, <laughs> then you might find that particularly delightful. And I encourage you to do that. But I did not do that. And uh, I find it uncomfortable to show that emotion to people and make tunnels out of my hands chair covers fuck them don't even need to talk about it fuck chair covers fuck chair covers garter tosses do i need to i do i need to talk about this they just make me want to hurl i don't know if you're into it again no i can't accept it i can't accept garter tosses i think it's nasty <laughs> You know, you see those photos of guys with their heads up, their fiance, well, wives' skirts. It's like, ugh, Nana's over there. I get, I get, I, yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Stop it, Alicia. No. Cake servers. If you're buying those little scoopy server things, don't bother. No one cares and you'll never use them again. Fuck it, bucket, chuck it in. Bridesmaid's shoes. Here's another thing. No one looks at the bridesmaid's feet. The day is about you and your partner and eating cake, drinking and dancing. No one is ever going to look at bridesmaid's shoes. Forget about the worry. My lovely friend Harry, who you heard a few weeks ago on the uh, episode, her and Harry, her partner Harry, two Harrys, boy and girl, they have gone to, they're going to seven or eight weddings this year. Harry girl is in a wedding where the bride got them to change the shoes eight times fucking times 
I'm not, that's not, I'm not kidding. Eight shoes. They didn't match. She didn't like them. They sent them back. Now, she, I don't think this bride is unreasonable. I just think she's fixated on the shoes and no one cares and no one will ever look at the shoes. It's just time to let it go. Dance lessons? Fuck a bucket. If you haven't got time, I mean, who has time? I remembered on the night, we're like, oh, shit, we're supposed to do a dance. And I don't really care for the first dance, to be honest, personally. We played a very old school song and uh, we just did a bit of a made-up jive. <laughs> and then quickly invited everyone onto the dance floor. If you want to do a six-year preparation for a surprise dance, more power to you. But I've barely got time to scratch myself, let alone go to dance classes every week. If you are going to dance classes, tell us about it on the Bride Chiller community or if you have a surprise for your guests, I also want to know it. We won't steal your ideas, but I do want to figure out how you've got time to do it all. Here's one I... I'm very in two minds about. It's the getting ready robe slash outfit. Now, I don't, I think, to be honest, I didn't have, on our wedding day, I didn't have time to get out of my jeans and my bra. I wasn't just running around in jeans and a bra. But I literally had, I think I sat in jeans and a bra and uh, Sally, our hair and makeup artist, put the cape over me and just did my hair and makeup. But I did not have a conventional wedding morning, so don't use me as an example. But the idea that you get these sort of matching things and, you know, it can look lovely. And the gowns and the robes can be lovely to take home for, for bridesmaids' gifts. But also, I just don't know if it's necessary. And certainly no one's going to look at your wedding photos and go, oh my God, they're not wearing matching robes. What the hell is going on? Why aren't the bridesmaids and the brides wearing matching robes? It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. I mean, you know, it's really not a big deal. Put it in the fucker bucket if you cannot be bothered. Actually, who cares? Fucker bucket. That's where it's going. Looks pretty. Good on you if you've got it. If not, fuck it bucket. The last one. I've got on my list and I want to hear your fuck it buckets. We're going to do a chat today, uh, this week even, on the Bride Chiller community. Special glassware. People seem obsessed with getting bride and groom, groom and groom, bride and bride glassware for the day and I just could give a shit, honestly. Although someone did post a picture of a Bride Chiller glass and I was a bit secretly chuffed that someone had gone to the effort to print that. Although don't print my stuff on everything else because it is, I do have a trademark. I'm being serious. So uh, here's the thing. I don't think anyone's going to care. To be honest, people will be pouring booze or, or a special fruit juice if you're not an alcohol person in a glass. It's not really a big deal. It's a fun little accessory to have that you'll probably never use again and leave at the venue by accident. I suppose the lesson from today's Fuck It Bucket episode is that there are lots of aspects that are lovely to include in your wedding day and your wedding preparations. But to be honest, it doesn't matter. Half of this stuff, no one is ever going to notice. And we do sometimes disconnect a little bit from reality when you are planning this stuff and you go, I need this, I need this, I've got to have this, I've got to have this, my event's not going to be good enough without it. And I just sometimes want you to think about the events you've attended, whether it's a wedding or a party or some sort of corporate thing, and to think about the moments that stood out to you, what you remember, 
the details that were important to you in that moment. And everything I've mentioned today, none of the things affect your party, the party atmosphere, and what's really important about what you're doing. So I love the fuck it bucket. And I think we should use the fuck it bucket more often. I want to thank Reddit so much for bringing the fuck it bucket to my attention. Thank you, Tom, Bride Chiller community member, for showing us the fuck it bucket light. And it's just a delight to be able to say fuck it bucket so much. Like I really enjoy saying it. Probably too much. A super big thank you to our partners today. If you missed the code words at the top of the show, let me remind you. Get my bit of paper. Hope I didn't deafen you just then. Zola.com slash bridechiller. Get your $50. That's $50 towards anything you want in store. And they really do carry everything. I was trying today to challenge myself to find something that I would want to buy in a gift registry that wasn't available in Zola. Couldn't do it. A meerkat? They don't sell meerkats. But I don't think you should have a meerkat in a suburban atmosphere. We did Google that once. If meerkats, because we went to the zoo and we looked at meerkats. And I'm like, I'd love a meerkat as a pet. And then Rich Googled it. And uh, he said, this is not a good idea. And the first thing that was on the list was, they're not for pets. They should be in the wildlife. And they like to mark everything with their anal glands. Quick reminder, if you are wanting to, just moving on very quickly from saying anal glands, and I'm going to move on to HelloFresh. <laughs> HelloFresh.com. All you need to do is use the BrideChiller30 code word, promo code word, and that will get you 30 bucks off. Your very first order, I think it's a very good deal. Jump on board that train, save yourself the stress, feel smug, and uh, take lots of photos of your food and tag me in. I want to see what you're making with your HelloFresh orders. Also, lastly, just want to thank all the Bridechiller graduates if you're still listening. Maybe you've checked out and that's totally cool. But if you are still listening and uh, you've been posting photos of your wedding on the Bridechiller community, I always ask, can I share them? Because it's so nice to spread the love. And also, you have freaking amazing weddings. That's too loud. But if you would like to share images, actually, even not just wedding images, I mean, just images of projects, DIY stuff, things you're doing that you think are very bride chiller, I would like to share them on the onlines. So uh, make sure you tag me into posts because we're getting quite busy in the old bride chiller community. And sometimes I miss things and I feel bad. Also, we're going to move to a bit more of a structured themed, not structured, that sounds boring, but people are putting lots of photos of their engagement rings and asking for hashtags and all this stuff. So we're going to do specific days for those sort of topics so you can just all jump in together and help each other out, but not necessarily have lots of rando posts about help me with my wedding hashtag, which is fun, but there's a lot of them. So we're moving them into special posts. That's my uh, admin my last bit of admin for you all. You're amazing. Write to me and tell me things. Leave me voice messages. Subscribe if you want to listen to the back catalogue, if you've just found this here podcast. We have over 300 episodes in the back catalogue. It's an app that you just download. You can pay $12 a month, very inexpensive, or you can buy a yearly subscription. Make sure you use the code word Aussie for 25% off. And it'll give you access to everything I do and more. But I will say three bucks a week to access 300 episodes. That's over a thousand hours. Fucking hell. 
of me talking about weddings and helping you, I think is a pretty sweet deal. So if you're up for it, jump on board. And gee, I can't wait to bring you, I'm on a real sales fest here. I've, As I said, I've just finished my book. That's going to go to the designer. I'm really hoping to have it out by the new year, Christmas. Oh, that'd be nice. We'll see. And also our wedding workbook, which is an accompanying book to the big book, the survival guide, and it's going to be a workbook that you can write in. I, of course, will keep you updated on the release of those items, but I think they're going to be really helpful. And they're the sort of books that I wanted to read and use when we were getting hitched. But it's going to be fun, colourful, not too flowery, and it's for everyone. Gosh, I love you all. Until next week, happy nurse! The Bride Chiller Podcast, telling chair covers to get fucked since 2014. 